everybody, and welcome back to the Basketball Morning Joe with Tyler and Mo. I am your host, Tyler Sumner, and alongside me is my co-host, Mr. Mo Holtzman. Hey, guys. First of all, Mo, how was your Thanksgiving? It was pretty good, man. A little bit smaller than usual, but, um, you know, that's to be expected in the COVID era. But, yeah, no, overall, pretty good. I I completely agree with you. You know, sort of in a way didn't feel like Thanksgiving because of COVID, but we're not here for that today. We're here to talk about the NBA like we usually do here on the Basketball Morning Joe. So, Mo, a lot of news to cover over the last three, four weeks that we've been off. So, I mean, first of all, let's get to it. Russell Westbrook gone. Yeah, I mean, that was a very kind of – unexpected move i mean i know westbrook westbrook had requested the trade i know wall requested the trade i know you had actually brought up a westbrook for wall swap i just didn't think it was very plausible i don't think it got you know it didn't have a lot of traction but um got done very quickly apparently and i thought it was a really interesting move who do you think won it um so to me this is a very interesting trade because we were talking about this before during our off time and you look at it Washington's getting a point guard that cares more about his stats than winning. And Houston, excuse me for a second. Houston is getting a player that hasn't played in over two years. Mm -hmm. So in a sense, I think Houston kind of won this deal. So for me, I projected Washington as kind of like a nothing team this year. I know John Wall could be anything coming out of the injury. I just don't really trust it. I mean, he hasn't played in a very long time. Um, I think this move really upgrades Washington to, you know, be a real playoff team in the East. The question is with Houston is, like, is James Harden coming back? And we have absolutely no clue what's going on there. He's been partying in Vegas. He's just reported, reportedly. He still wants the trade. If he gets moved from there, that is a bottom five team in the league like that's just not a team that's gonna win without James Harden no I mean depending depending on the package they get back but just it was a weird trade I think Washington's gonna be the better team out of all of this but like giving up a pick with John Wall I know it's not the the best pick probably but still I mean moving off those two guys for each team probably is the best situation anyway Right, and now speaking of teams and stuff and seeding, Mo, today's episode is going to be a little bit about predictions and seeding because, folks, if you haven't seen uh, NBA news on Instagram, Mo actually has been predicting his seeding. So, Mo, um, I'm going to start with you. Do you want to start with the West or do you want to start with the East and just go all around the board here on where the teams will finish out of the 30 teams? We can start in the East if you'd like. Okay, um... No surprise here. I think the team that's going to be at the bottom of the barrel is going to be Cleveland. Mm-hmm. Um, overall, I mean, since LeBron left, it just it's been a mess there. Um, I don't think Cleveland's going to be able to do much this year. In the next few years, I feel like I feel like they're sort of in a sense as OKC is right now with rebuilding. Yeah, I mean, Cleveland for me is like in that tier, and like I'm spoiling a little bit here, but my tier at the bottom of the East is like Cleveland, New York, uh, Knicks, and then Detroit. I think those teams are all still firmly in a rebuilding stage, didn't make big moves this offseason besides, I mean, drafting players that everyone's projecting to be pretty good, but... Um, yeah, those teams should be gunning her another top three pick in what is supposed to be a loaded draft class and just won't 
really compete with like there's so much depth in the NBA right now. Like there's like 20 teams that could be playoff teams, and these are just three that definitely cannot. Right. So Mo, without further ado, who do you think is going to finish 14th in the East this year? Probably Detroit. I think New York is going to have a better season than them. So New York's 13, Detroit's 14, Cleveland comes in last because I I think the idea would be that Blake Griffin, Derrick Rose, maybe at least one of those guys has moved out of Detroit at the trade deadline because they're a very young team besides that. Brought in Jeremy Grant. Um, I just don't see the direction of having a guy like Rose or a guy like Griffin on that team right now unless they want to try to compete for like a ninth or 10th seed, which nobody really wants to. So I think they're, they're probably going to trade a couple of guys and the Knicks always win like enough games to not have a top three pick. So we'll see how that goes again. Right, and without further ado, Mo, um, you mentioned New York's 13, so we're mm-hmm. just going to leave it there. Uh, number 12 here is going to be very interesting to me. I'm going to give the 12th seed to the Orlando Magic. Okay. See, I think that makes sense. I think there's a clear tier here of another three teams. I think the, the bottom of the East works in three. So it was New York, Detroit, Cleveland. And these next three, I think, are Orlando, Charlotte, and Chicago. And whatever way you want to put those, you can. Um, I feel like they're jostling for like low playoff positions. Nobody's going to pick them to win a series. Um, I think the most exciting out of those teams is probably Charlotte because they have the Lamella ball factor. They have Gordon Hayward, who's a pretty good player still. Chicago's pretty young and exciting. Orlando, there's just not much going on. Um, Markel Fultz is a good player. Cole Anthony landed there. He should be a good fit there. And Vucevic is like an all-star caliber center, but like don't forget about Aaron Gordon. And Aaron Gordon, great player too, but it's just it never really fit there. They're a very good defensive team, um, but I don't think they're very exciting. So I think they do fall in that you know second to last tier in the East with Chicago and Charlotte. Right. So you're gonna say, are you saying Chicago eleven and Charlotte ten? Yeah, I'd probably end up saying that. Yeah. So that means Washington will be nine. No. I have Washington at seven. Really? Who yeah, do you have at so, the nine seed then, Mo? Indiana. And let me let me tell you okay. why. Okay. So uh, that's a lot lower on Indiana than a lot of people are. But uh, the offseason that the Pacers had, I just didn't like at all. Um, we saw them rumored to get Gordon Hayward. And the the thing is, when you're rumored to be in trades, there's always like, Okay, we're gonna get Gordon Hayward. Who are we giving away? And everybody's name was brought up. It was Miles Turner and TJ Warren and Oladipo and Picks and and that just doesn't really create a good uh, environment right. in Indiana when people are like saying Victor Oladipo wants to leave anyway. Turner's never been a great fit there. I mean, like Bogdanovich left a couple of years ago. It's just not much left in Indiana, and I feel like we're kind of just penciling them in as a pretty good team because they have been recently. I just don't see it this year. Like Washington and Atlanta. Atlanta is who I have at the eight under Washington at seven. I think those are younger teams, more exciting teams with more star power that I think are going to be just a little bit better this season. I mean, it's all within like three or four wins of each other, but still. So you think Indiana is going to be the nine seed and you have Washington at the eight? I have Indiana at nine, Washington at seven with Atlanta right in between them. So you have Atlanta at the... Eight. Eight. Okay, that that to me is not what I'm thinking. So you have Atlanta higher? Yes, I do. I have Atlanta way higher. Okay, see, to me... Here's here's where I think Atlanta's going to fall. I think Atlanta's going to fall at the five seed this year. Okay, so let me guess. Do you have them over Philadelphia and Toronto? I have them over Philly. I have them over Toronto. Okay, explain to me why. 
Um, the reason is because Philly hasn't done much at all this offseason. Um, Toronto, we haven't seen any moves from them recently. Um, I think overall, I mean, they did re-sign Fred Van Vliet, which was a big re-sign for them. But you look at the moves that Atlanta has done. They signed, they drafted Oyeko Kongwu. You know, they drafted, uh, they signed Rajon Rondo. They signed Chris Dunn. They got Danilo Gallinari. So right now, Atlanta's backcourt is looking very strong. And even though their defense might be iffy, I think overall this team could pull off the five seed. So I, I like Atlanta a lot. I think they're going to be a very good team. Um, I think Trey Young might take a step back from like an efficiency points per game standpoint because he's going to be playing in games that matter. Like before he could kind of just put up 35 and a loss and everyone's like, good, good stats, Trey. But he's going to play in a winning culture now. It's going to be a little bit different. And I think Atlanta is going to be maybe a year away from still being something. A lot of their good bench players like Herter, uh, DeAndre Hunter, Anyaka Kongwu should be coming off the bench there, are, are, are very young. Trey Young's still very young as well. And I think that they're going to be a couple years away from really competing there, which is why I have teams like Philadelphia and Toronto, who are my five and six, right above Washington and above Atlanta. I think Philadelphia had a pretty good offseason. They didn't bring the most name value in, losing Horford and Richardson, but replacing them with guys like Seth Curry, Danny Green, Dwight Howard, It's not the most name value, but I feel like it makes a little bit more sense from a team standpoint. Right. And the shooting around Ben Simmons is what you really need. I know they're rumored and hardened rumors. Um, They would be giving up Ben Simmons in that scenario. I don't think it's going to happen. If it does, we got to look at Philadelphia completely differently. But say they have the same team they do right now. I think they have a really high ceiling. I think they could be a top three team in the East. I think they could fall apart again because you don't know if Simmons is healthy. You don't know if Embiid's going to play, you know, 100% all the time. And then Toronto is, like, kind of weird because their team, so they went seven with Boston, right? And if they pull out that last one, then, you know, they're in the Eastern Conference Finals. And we look at them a little bit differently because, yeah, they lost Ibaka, yeah, they lost Gasol, but re-signing Van Vliet, OG Ananobi's still there, Pascal Siakam's going to be way better than he was in the bubble because he was just brutal there. I mean, Lowry's not too old yet. I think it's still a very good team, and they're always like sleepers. You know what I mean? Nobody's going to pick Toronto. Yeah. But I, I feel like Toronto is always a little bit underrated, and they're definitely not my pick to come out of the East, but I do have them locked in at that sixth seed there, and I think that's a, a top six tier. There's a, a six-team six tier at the top of the East, which is Toronto, Philadelphia, and then whatever order you want to do the top four, that they're all locked in So there. five and six, you have Toronto and Philly. That is correct, right? Okay, so number four here. Mm-hmm. And I think you can't go wrong with these four teams. I think these are all very good teams. They could all finish right. anywhere in this top four. So number four, I'm going to go with... Huh, this is interesting it's to tough. me. It's tough. It's very tough. Number four, I'm going to give to... I'm going to give to Milwaukee. Mm, really? I think Milwaukee's going to be a five seed this year, uh, four seed this year, excuse me. And I'm going to tell you why. I don't think Giannis is going to be the same player he once was now with Drew Holiday coming in. He's going to have to share the ball a lot more, which he won't want to do. Therefore, I don't think it's going to work in Milwaukee. But the other thing is, too, that I just think overall. 
you know, it's tough, but I just think that I don't think Milwaukee's going to be able to pull off the four seed. I mean, the one seed this year. See, do you want me to tell you who my one seed is? Do you want me to talk about my four? Four seed. Okay. So, uh, Milwaukee's not my four seed. I have Brooklyn there. I'm higher on Milwaukee than you are. I'm a little bit lower on Brooklyn than the consensus, and that's because um, I'm a little bit worried about Kevin Durant. And I don't want to be because I love Kevin Durant, and I know a lot of people don't, but I'm a big Kevin Durant guy. I hope he comes back and he's the best player in the league. That is what I, I honestly hope as a Lakers fan. That's what's good for the league is that Kevin Durant is back and he's phenomenal. And I'm just a little bit worried about it because I think he'll still score. I think he's still a lethal shooter. The defense on that team is a little bit lacking. Kyrie Irving has never been a good defender. Joe Harris is not a defender. Kevin Durant is a great defender, but if he loses a step because of the Achilles, he won't be. DeAndre Jordan's a little bit past his prime on that side. Spencer Dinwiddie, Karis LeVert, not like world-beating defenders. So I think if they're going to score 150 points a night, which they very well could with him and Kyrie Irving, they can win a lot of games. But I don't – I think they'll load manage a little bit. I think Kyrie might have some problems with the media, as we've already seen. I don't know if the team if, – if the Harden rumors go throughout the whole season, it could bring down the morale of a team like Jared Allen. Hearing his name and rumors all year is hard. You know what I mean? So, yeah. so I think that it's a very good team, and they're probably ranked higher in title chances for me than they are finishing in the regular season. So I'd have them the fourth-ranked regular season East team probably in a four-seed, but there might be the title favorites out of the East coming into the four-seed. You know what I mean? Like that LeBron team a couple of years ago. Yeah. So I think the three-seed I'm going to give to Miami. I agree. Uh, Miami, Miami was perf- a perfect team last season. You know, they really, they really proved to everybody of how great they could be of a franchise in the coming future. But I mean, there's really nothing much to say about Miami. I mean, do we expect them to land Giannis next year? Of course we do. Um, I, I think I've, I've seen it coming for over a little over a few months now that I've looked more into it, but. I, I got Miami at the three seed. Yeah, I do too. I think uh, it's a very good team. I like what they did this offseason, kind of locking down the core, bringing back, like, because if you're going to wait for Giannis and you say, bam, we're putting you on the back burner, we're not going to care about your contract, I think that's a bad idea. I think, you know, you got to bring those guys in that, that helped you win now. And I think that's that's a good play by Miami, bring, bringing back, bam, on that extension. They brought back Drogic. Got Mo Harkless and Avery Bradley, who are two really good replacements for Jay Crowder and Derek Jones, who left in free agency. And I think Miami, it's not a sexy team. People don't love them. Uh, but, you know, they're the Eastern Conference champions. They're reigning, man. They beat the Celtics. They beat the Bucks. Like, I, I feel like we're a little bit underrating Miami because they're just not, you know, the, the most flashy team. They have two really good shooters in Hero and Duncan Robinson. Bam Adebayo is a great defender. Um, I really like what Miami's doing, and I think they're going to be underrated throughout the whole regular season again, and then can probably make another run if they, if they, you know, everything works out for them come playoff time. Yeah. Now my number two seed is Brooklyn. Okay. So you have Boston at the one. Then. Right. Yes, but I'll explain Boston at the one. Okay. Later. So talk about Brooklyn. Um, I got Brooklyn. I got Brooklyn at the two seed. I mean, because we have the MVP of this this season coming back. It's going to be Kevin Durant. I'm calling it now. Kevin Durant is the MVP. Um, I've talked to a lot of people. They think the same here as well. Um, you really just look at the work Kevin Durant's really been putting in to come back. I mean, he's looked in the he looks in the best shape of his career right now. 
even though his age is getting up there, I mean, the muscle he put on and the speed he put on and just so, overall, I mean, he looks very good. Um, Kyrie's coming back. I expect much from Kyrie. I expect him to actually play when he comes to Boston this time. Um, I like what Brooklyn's going to do. I think they're going to pull off the two seed. I think they're talented enough to do it. Uh, the question of if they're going to play enough to do it is is the question. My two seed is Boston. Um, so I have Milwaukee at the one. I think Boston's a very good team. We can talk about Boston right now into your one right now. But um, I think they're a very good team. I think they brought back most of the pieces that made them uh, good last season. And I think this is the year that we really see Jason Tatum take, if he wasn't already the lead dog for Boston, he becomes that guy. I think Kemba Walker was really, really disappointing during last year's playoffs. Don't know if that was a product of his knee injury or just, you know, uh, a little point guard getting a little bit older. So I, I didn't love that Kemba Walker signing at the time. I thought their timelines didn't match up perfectly. But, like, you can't deny the the power of a Tatum-Brown smart team with a decent bench still. Not a, not as good of a bench as last season, but still a decent bench. Um, I think Boston's a really good team. They definitely have, you know, as much of a shot as winning that one seed as anyone else. And I think they're definitely a threat from playoff time. Yeah, so we're going to talk Boston right now. Um, I like them as the one seed, and I'll tell you why. Um, number one, they signed a big man that they actually needed. Um, they signed a great defensive big man, not as much as good as score on the scoring end, but signing Tristan Thompson is a great move because they really, Mo, we could agree in the playoffs we just watched, they really needed it. They were desperate for a big man, and they needed a defensive big man. And Tristan Thompson is one of the best defensive big men in the league if you want to go there. Um, I mean, overall, he hasn't been good the last couple of seasons because Cleveland has not been good in general. And in order for a certain player to be good, you have to have the supporting roles around them. Tristan Thompson did not have that. And the other signing I like by Boston is Jeff Teague. That's a good backup point guard coming off the bench. Um, Teague can pass the ball all around. He can score. He's a veteran point guard, which I do like. And another thing, too, is I like the drafting of Aaron Nismith. Um, Correct me if I pronounced his name wrong there. But um, I like this kid. Overall, Mo, we can agree Boston shooting got a hell of a lot better this season. Yeah, their shooting got better. I'm just wondering how much we're going to see the the impact of Hayward, right? Because it's... I don't think... Honestly, I'm going to be honest with you here. I don't even think Hayward made an impact when he played for us. Um, He was out the majority of the time he played for us. Um, That first year in 2017, he was out the whole season because of his leg injury. 2018, he was... We did not have a good season. He did not put much effort into the season at all. Um, last season, he was not, he was not efficient at all for us. Um, you know, he, he didn't get it done for us. And in, in the majority of that saying, I think See, that I, we're going to be better. I off know you're not Hayward. a big Hayward guy because he came in, he burnt you at the injury, but I've always liked Gordon Hayward. Um, I know he only like, didn't have a long career in Boston playing only like 120 games total in three years there, but this last season, almost 20 points per game. He had 17.5 on 50% shooting, six rebounds, four assists. Played really well in the playoffs when he came back from that injury and was kind of almost a turning point in that Toronto series, I think. I think you guys might miss Gordon Hayward a little bit more than you guys are giving credit for because when Tatum's off the floor, who's your primary you know, scorer right there? Is it, is it Kemba Walker? I don't know how much you trust him right now. 
I, I, I think it's going to be Jalen Brown. Jalen Brown is a great player. I think he's going to have to apply his defensive efforts a lot more because this team is a little bit right. shallower and defensively. I think, um, I think another guy coming off the bench, too, is Nesmith. He's not um, uh, he's I know more he's of a, a shooter, rookie, though. He's not more of like a... But he was the best shooter in the draft. Yeah, he's, a, he's a good shooter. I think Boston's shooting got better for sure. But, I mean, you're, you have a lot of guards there. You have... You know, Kemba and Marcus are going right. to be starting. Neesmith's going to come off the bench. Jalen Brown's going to play that position sometimes. I think Gordon Hayward gives you a lot, you know, versatility defensively that you guys might end up missing a little bit because who's filling those minutes right now? Is it, is it, I don't, who's the backup small forward right now? I think it is Nesmith. Yeah, so I don't know how good of a defender he is. Um, coming in as a rookie, you're going to have to play some hard playoff minutes. That's tough. I mean, yeah, it's 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 Neesmith listed as the backup shooting guard and small forward right now. I wouldn't trust Grant Williams right. to have a ton of those minutes. I wouldn't trust Semi Ojale. I, I put Grant Williams at a power yeah. forward for a yeah. backup. I mean, he was a good power forward backup last season from what we saw of him. But also now, you look at Boston, they do have a lot of good backup big men. Um, Robert Williams is looking in the best shape of his career right now. Um, I liked what I saw from him last season coming in. Um, the blocks were there. The rebounding was there. Um, Tice is the one that concerns me a little bit, Mo. And we can talk about him if you'd like. Um, he can score okay, but the defense of Tice is just atrocious. I mean, he cannot play defense. I mean, almost every game in that Miami series, he was fouling out, which was crucial. Um, and then you got Tristan Thompson at the starting center position, which I like because Boston now has two big men that they could – Uses back. Yeah, I don't. I don't think Tice is a bad defender per se. I think that he was burned a little bit inside by yeah some of those teams in the playoffs. But I want to move on a little bit to Milwaukee. I know you kind of wrote them off as the four seed there, but I want to talk about their offseason a little bit because I know it was a little bit sour off the jump because we we saw that they got Drew Holiday. We said, "Ooh, that's a lot of picks to give up for Drew Holiday," and then they got Bogdan Bogdanovich, and then they did get Bogdan Bogdanovich. That was a debacle. Not sure how that happened, but if you take that out of it, if you say, okay, pretend that never happened, we don't even have to think about that. They brought in Drew Holiday. They brought in a couple other pieces in like Bryn Forbes, Torrey Craig, Bobby Portis. Don't love those guys. DJ Austin, whatever. Drew Holiday gives a little bit of a different dimension to this team that we haven't seen in that he's a good defender, good scorer, good shooter. He's basically Eric Bledsoe that can play in the playoffs. And that's really important for a team that's really struggled in the playoffs recently. I think they're deep enough to have the one seed again. I think Giannis is going to try to go for three straight MVPs, which is something nobody's done in a long time. I think Jordan was the last guy to do that. So we'll see. But I think I think Milwaukee's been written off a little bit here. I don't know if they're title favorites in the East exactly, but I think they're definitely, I think definitely title favorites. to go there. I think title favorites in the East right now have to be Brooklyn. I think we need to see how Kevin Durant looks. I um, think if he looks good in his Brooklyn. But yeah. yeah. Um, I think if Boston does, though, and I want to go back to Boston a little bit here because they're a very interesting team to me, even though they're my favorite team. Um, I think overall, though, if like they have the season that no one's expecting them to, you have to look at them as title favorites. Yeah, I mean, for them to be title favorites, it would be Tatum is an MVP candidate and Kemba Walker plays like three years ago, Kemba Walker, which is definitely possible. Like I think it's there's a chance, but right. I did see um, that Kemba Walker is possibly out till January, per se. Because yeah, of that knee I don't know how much you guys from. are going to be able to trust him for the next couple of years. I know you're paying him a lot of money for the next couple of years, but 
I've just never been a huge Kemba guy. He's, you know, it's tough to be a smaller point guard in the league. You saw it with Isaiah Thomas, the body breaks down. And I think he's around right. the same age as Isaiah Thomas was when he started getting hurt. And it, the downfall comes quickly. So just watch out for that. I mean, Marcus Smart is kind of ready to step into that role of like a leader on that team. So I think that's good. But um, yeah, I think Boston's a good team. So, Mo, without further ado, let's move on to the West. But with the West right now, I want to move down one through eight, and then we'll f- finish off the bench. But I want to move up from eight okay. to one. So my eighth seed right now, I am taking out Portland, and I am putting in New Orleans at my eighth seed. And you look at why. Brandon Ingram is going to be an insane player this year. He was a great player last year, um, one most improved player, I believe. Yes. Didn't he? So, and you're coming with a fully healthy Zion at the start of the season. So, Portland looks like they'll be scary, and they got some pieces in Eric Bledsoe and George Hill um, as some good role players there as well. But, I mean, Jackson Hayes was good last season, too. So, I like Portland at my, I mean, New Orleans, excuse me, at my eight. Yeah, so I think we're going to disagree quite a bit with this Western Conference because there are so many good teams. In my mind, there are like 11 to 12 teams that can be legit playoff squads, and that's why I have New Orleans at 10. Like, they, they fall down a little bit. Um, so, I have Phoenix in my eighth seed. I think they're going to they're they're gonna improve okay. a lot with Chris Paul there. I think he brings a winning culture. I think DeAndre Ayton is going to be the most improved player this year. He's a great talent. He finally has a point guard and can give him the ball. Um, I, think, I think Devin Booker is going to take a step forward as well, and they're going to be the eighth seed. But then you look at teams below them, in my mind, and there, there are a lot of good teams that can really slide into that, that last playoff spot. Yeah. So, number seven, I'm going to give Portland. I think Portland's going to be a seven seed this season. Um, we saw the moves they made during the off season. Um, I know Damian Lillard's still there. CJ McCollum's still there. They brought back Ennis Cantor, too, as well. Hassan Whiteside is not there yeah, anymore, he, correct? Yeah, to Sacramento. Okay, and that's all the moves they made in the offseason. Uh, Robert right? Covington is my favorite move they made. Yes, Robert Covington. Um, yeah, I think Portland could be the seventh seed this season. So I have Portland a little bit higher than that. We'll get to it. My seventh seed is Utah. I think Utah's being slept on a little bit. I feel like a little disrespectful having them at the seven. Uh, they were a Mike Conley buzzer beater away, which was basically down from beating the Western Conference Finals Denver Nuggets in the first round. And who knows if they would have beat the Clippers? Probably not, but we'll see. Um, I think Utah's a really good team. I think Donovan Mitchell took a huge leap in the bubble. I mean, he was scoring at paces that we hadn't seen in a long time. Rudy Gobert, I don't really like him, but you can't deny he's a great defensive player, great rim runner. He shut, shut down, down the whole, the whole league. league. And um, Mike Conley should have a good season. Bogdan, uh, Bojan Bogdanovic, the second one in the league, uh, didn't play in the bubble, and they were still a pretty good team. He's a 20-point-per-night guy. And uh, I, I like Utah this year, but I think the, the West is so stacked that, I mean, what I have Utah projected to win 41 games, and the team I have at the, the four seed is projected to win 45. So they're, they're all very, very close in my mind. But Utah's my seventh. Yeah, um, I, I like where your head's at, Mo. I think Utah is perfect where they're at. I like them at the six seed. Actually, no, scratch that. I think Utah is going to be – yeah, actually, no, you know what? Screw that. I'm going to say Utah mm-hmm. is the six seed. Um, I like what they did last season. They were a perfect team for me to be at the six seed. Donovan Mitchell, great player. Um, not too much to say about Utah when you're talking about Rudy Gobert. Um, Mike Conley looks good. 
Um, so, yeah, uh, Utah's at my 16. Now let's get into the top five, Mo. I'm going to give you my five seed, and it's going to – I got Phoenix okay. at my five. And I like this because of one reason. CP3. You look what he did in OKC last season, right? He made this team look good. He brought them to a five seed when everybody projected them to be dead last in the uh, West. You know, um, overall, Devin Booker looks good. DeAndre Ayton looks good. So I got I got Phoenix at my six. Yeah, so uh, I have no problems seed. with that. I mean, Phoenix can definitely take a jump up there. I think they can be a really good regular season team. Don't know if they're really ready to make a playoff run, which is concerning when you think about the timeline that Devin Booker and Chris Paul are on, you know, very opposite sides of that spectrum. But uh, my sixth seed is Golden State, and then I have Dallas at the five. So I think Golden State is a really interesting team this year because before Clay Thompson got hurt, and I'm devastated that he got hurt, I was so excited for Clay Thompson and Steph Curry to play together again. I was ready. I think I had them projected second in the West. I had them better than the Clippers. And that just killed, man. That was on draft day. They still took Wiseman. Um, I think it's a good team still. I think this is like a, a legacy-defining moment for Steph Curry here where everyone's like, all right, we'll see what he does with his own team. No Durant, no Clay. I mean, it's, it's an older Draymond Green. He has Kelly Oubre Jr. and Andrew Wiggins, who are guys that people kind of write off sometimes. I think this team can be fun. I think they'll run very fast. I think they'll be pretty good defensively. Don't know if they have the scoring around Steph Curry that they need, but I mean... I have them as the sixth seed, but nobody wants to play Steph Curry and the Warriors in the playoffs. You just don't. So we'll see what happens there. And then, um, so Dallas is my five. So I'm interested. Do you have Golden State or Dallas outside of your top eight? Yes. I have I have Dallas okay. at the four. At, at the three, excuse me. I have Dallas Where's at Golden the State? three. Golden State is not in eight. my top yeah, so that, eight. I have Golden yeah, State so that at happens the nine. A lot. They can switch around so, definitely. And the reason I have Yeah, the reason I have Dallas at my three is because I think that Denver's gonna move up to that two seed this season. Um because they were a great team in the playoffs last season. I got the Clippers slipping okay. down to four. And I think we all know the Lakers mm-hmm. are going to be the one seed again. But I like Dallas at my okay. three seed. So w- what do you like at, in Dallas outside of Luka? Because we know that Luka's the guy. We know – so Chris Tapp's interesting. He's going to be out for a little while. He he hurt himself in the bubble. I think he's going to miss, like, a Kemba Walker, like, maybe the first month of the season type stuff. I think they're they're a really good team outside of those two guys, though. They brought in shooting – uh, Josh Richardson is a really good player that they can put next to Luka Doncic to kind of c- cover up, you know, defensive stuff. But um, I really like Dallas. Yeah, and so like I said, I said um, Dallas on my three. Clippers down to the four. And here's why. They're not mm-hmm. cooperating like everybody thought they would. Doc Rivers is gone. We don't know who the hell the coach is there now. Uh, yeah, it's Ty Lu, right? Uh, didn't like what he did in Cleveland. Um, he did win a championship there in Cleveland in 2016, mm-hmm. correct? But I just don't think Kawhi is going to be able to get it done. I like Kawhi, but you, you look at Paul George. 
Paul George is bringing the team down. Yeah, I mean, you can ask anybody. I am one of the biggest Clippers haters, you guys will know. Um, big Los Angeles Lakers fan. Didn't like Paul George when he spurned us. Didn't like Kawhi Leonard when he didn't get traded here. Then we didn't sign here. You know, I have my beefs. And then uh, Beverly is very annoying. He pushed down Lonzo Ball. I like Lonzo Ball. But anyway, um, the Clippers, I have at my two seed. And I think that there there's definitely a possibility they fall out of that top tier. But the talent there is still pretty immense. And I think there's a point, and we might see this in Brooklyn too, where like chemistry matters, but sometimes you have so much talent that it doesn't. Like you can be the most dysfunctional team with Kawhi Leonard and Paul George and then Serge Ibaka is now there. And you have enough talent to go in and win a game in Washington or Minnesota or New Orleans. That's not the case when you have a really scrappy Denver team that works well together in the playoffs coming against you. But I think they're good enough to be a very good regular season team. I think they're going to try to work it out. And um, this is this is kind of the make-or-break year for Los Angeles, uh, the Clippers. Yeah, uh, like I said, I got Denver at the two-seed. Enough said if you just watched the playoffs last year. Um, they did great, you know, Um well, I don't think you can speak any no, lower I, on the Nuggets. I um, love they did, the Nuggets, they did great dude. I think in the playoffs. Nikola Jokic is that guy. I mean, he's. I think he's the best center in the league right now. I think Jamal Murray's a pick for most improved player with what he did in the bubble, and he's about to probably go insane. Wait, wait, wait. You, you just said, you just said that Jokic is I think he's the better best than center in yeah, the league. That's me, though. Well, you know, I'm going to have to disagree with you there because um, the best center in the league is on the number one seed again. Um, uh, he's Anthony a power Davis. forward. Oh, come on. He's a he, center. He, he likes playing the power forward. He um he likes shooting. Yes, Anthony Davis is better than Jokic. True, but true. they always put him. Yes. So, yeah, I got I got the Lakers at the one seed. Um, I don't think they're going to repeat, though, this year. I think we're going to have a new NBA champion. Um, that being either the Boston See, Celtics I feel like or it's Brooklyn hard not Nets. to pick the Lakers because they were dominant in the playoffs. You can look at like, oh, they lost a game to Portland. They lost a game to Houston. They lost a game to Denver. They lost two to Miami. That's like five games in a in a 16-game span. They were dominant. Uh, LeBron James looked phenomenal. Anthony Davis had his first real playoff run, and he looked great. And they got better. They got so much better. Like how... How many guys on that team were better than now Montrez Harold, Dennis Schroeder, and Wes Matthews? Not many. Not many. And you brought back your third best player, Contavious Caldwell Pope. So I feel like that team got a lot deeper. It got a lot faster. It might not be as good defensively, but it's a much better shooting team. And I think they can afford an injury to LeBron James or Anthony yeah. Davis in the regular season and still come out with sort of a, a one two seed. And I don't know who's beating that team in the playoffs, man. When when no matter what, you're gonna have the two best players on the court against any team in the league. And then probably a better bench than them, too. Right. I don't know, man. That's impossible. So, speaking of the Lakers, let me ask you a question here. What What are your hopes for uh, Kyle Kuz? So, Kuz is so interesting because the first year, he was a rookie, and then he was a sophomore, and he was good. He was great because he was, like, the primary scoring option on that team with Lonzo Ball and Brandon Ingram. And then LeBron came, and everyone's like, Kuzma sucks. But he doesn't. Um, He's a good player. He's still young. Uh, I think he's improved a lot as a defender over the last couple of years, especially this last year in the bubble. He was pretty good there. He's probably going to come off the bench for this team, I guess, with um, Contavious Caldwell Pope and Wes Matthews starting. And I think that he has a really good shot to, you know, if he plays in lineups with Dennis Schroeder, um, Schroeder, Harrell, and Kuzma might be the best three-man trio that any team can bring off their bench. I think those guys are 
phenomenal scores. Yeah. They, they, those three guys can combine for 50 points, you know, off your bench. It's phenomenal. I think Kuzma's yeah. going to be a pretty good player this year. The media loves to use Kuzma as a scapegoat because he's confident, he wears weird outfits, and he takes a lot of shots, which is like what Kyrie Irving does. So people love to use him as a scapegoat. But I think, I think Kuzma's going to have a pretty good year. All right, now let's talk about the bottom 15 here. Like I said, my number nine is Golden State. Um, my number 10 is the Minnesota Timberwolves. My 11 is the Kings. My 12 is the Spurs. My 15 is the Thunder. And my 14 is the Rockets. So Houston weird. We we can talk about Houston all we want, and then it can change in 0.5 seconds because I have Houston slotted in right now as the nine seed, and that's if James Harden is there. Because if James Harden is there, they're making the playoffs. I don't care. James Harden can be put on a team with nobody in the playoffs because that's what he does. He averages 35 in the regular season. He's a walking playoff berth. So as long as he's on the team and he's playing, they're a playoff team. I don't care. If he's traded to the Nets and they get back Spencer Dinwiddie and a bunch of crap, then they're not a playoff team. And they're not a good team at all. And they're going to be the 14th or 15th team. Maybe just Oklahoma City's there. And so they're impossible to predict right now. I think New Orleans and Memphis are due to take a little bit of a step back, but they're still probably borderline playoff teams. Then there's a bottom four tier, which is like Sacramento, Minnesota, San Antonio, Oklahoma City are all very not good. (laughs) Right. Um... So, yeah, ladies and gentlemen, that was our playoff seeding predictions or regular season seeding predictions. Now, Mo, you know what time it is. It's hard and watch 2020. So, let me just pull up some news here that we got going on. Um, yeah, the latest news right now is James Harden open to being traded to Philadelphia. Um, like I said, we don't, Mo, right now we can both agree the next 48 to 72 hours are so crucial for Harden. Um, I've seen names being thrown in there like the Clippers, the Lakers, the, the Warriors, the, the Nets, the Sixers, the Celtics. It's going to be very interesting to see what happens. With yeah, Harden. I think Harden's a really interesting case because he changed the dynamic of the league wherever he goes. It's like an Anthony Davis situation where, like, the guy, guys that good don't get traded often. They just don't. Like, he's a top, what, six, seven player, wherever you want to put him. He's a playoff berth. Um, top five? Uh, James Harden is a phenomenal player, and he's going to he's gonna change the league wherever he goes. So if it's, if it's Brooklyn, they could be title favorites. If it's Philadelphia, they're now a top team in the East. And it, it changes a lot of things because then Houston's immediately removed from the playoff picture in the West. And that gives like Phoenix or New Orleans or Memphis really a, a chance to get in there as a lower seed. So I think Harden's really interesting to look at. Yeah. Um, so I don't know what else to say about James Harden, ladies and gentlemen. Um, we don't have much news to update you on about it. So... But as soon as more breaking news comes out, we will report you for that right away. We will report you right away for that news. Um, Mo, is there I anything you want to say to anybody it. before um, we head out? If you guys out? are on Instagram, check me out at NBA.news. We're doing tower rankings right now. Just spoiled a bit of them, but uh, you'll like to see them in post form as well. And uh, 
thank you, Tyler, again for having me. No problem. Now, one more thing here, Mo. Um, if we don't end up getting together for another episode before Christmas, because I know everybody's going to be busy shopping um, these next two weeks. Um, everybody out there, have a great holiday, a great Christmas, or whatever you celebrate. And we'll yeah, most likely have be a, back have a nice next December, week. guys. <laughs>